Welcome to The Feminine Focus, a weekly podcast where we explore a diverse range of topics from a female's point of view. Here, we'll dive into a new topic every episode with the aim to educate, entertain, and spark meaningful conversations. Whether you're looking to stay informed or simply want to hear fresh perspectives on different subjects, The Feminine Focus is the podcast for you. Grab a glass of wine and relax. Now, here's your host, Michelle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Feminine Focus podcast. I am your beautiful host. (laughs) I'm your host, Nichelle, and our topic for this episode is the basics of fibroids. So we will be discussing the causes, symptoms, as well as the treatment options that are available. This is a well-requested topic, so I'm just going to jump right into it. So fibroids are tumors made up of muscular tissue of the uterus and that sounds a bit complicated but that's what it is and they can range in size from anywhere as small as a tiny seed to a grapefruit or even much larger in some cases and the size and the location of the fibroid meaning whether it's on the inner cavity of the uterus which is where the baby would grow or whether it's on the surface of the uterus really determines your symptoms So the size and the location of your fibroid is really what dictates your symptoms and the treatment option for you. Because everyone is not the same, everyone's symptoms will not be the same. So the treatment options will differ for each person. And fibroids are actually present in up to 80% of women, which is crazy because that's a lot. That's basically the majority of women. Unfortunately, not all women are symptomatic, meaning, you know, they're not troubled by their fibroids. They don't have any symptoms. And I want to put it out there as well that if you have fibroids or if you think you may have fibroids, it's always important to speak to a doctor to discuss your best treatment option. And not just fibroids, but for anything, because you know your body, you know when something is off. So once you see something out of place, whether it's unexplained weight gain, heavy cycles, irregular periods, always visit your doctor first. And it's okay if you want to go the herbal route. You know, I'm going to push you to, um, towards that section, towards that path. But it's always best to get confirmation from a doctor to know your best treatment option because you don't want to start treating something without knowing if that's really what you have. Right, So always visit a doctor once you sense that something is off. And it's important to note as well, I just want you guys to know that fibroids are non-cancerous. It does not increase the risk of uterine cancer. There is no link between fibroids and uterine cancer. So that's the good thing about it. You don't have to worry about that. Having fibroids, it doesn't mean that it's impossible to get pregnant. However, they can increase in size during pregnancy. So large fibroids, it can keep a baby from being able to flip into the correct fetal position. And this can increase the risk of a breech birth. And in some cases, very rare cases, fibroids could actually put you at a higher risk of a preterm or a C-section delivery because of these risks. So always, always, always visit your doctor to find out your best treatment options. Symptoms can vary for each person. As I mentioned, everyone is different. The symptoms are going to be different depending on the fibroid location. 
but the most common symptoms that women with fibroid experience are having issues with bleeding it's normally with bleeding so whether it's too heavy or it's longer than a week and it can often be painful and associated with other symptoms such as the enlargement of the, the abdomen abdominal pressure or even pelvic pressure and most persons will mention that they have bladder pressure which can lead to frequent urination or even difficulty urinating so it's an uncomfortable situation and many persons also experience constipation back pain leg pain and even difficulty getting pregnant because if the fibers grow to a certain stage where it can be blocking the fallopian tubes then you know pregnancy is definitely going to be affected because the egg is not going to be able to travel to the uterus to be fertilized by a sperm so it can definitely affect your fertility and while the exact cause of fibroids are not known they tend to develop during childbearing years and they are more common in black women and they believe that there are several other factors that play a role such as hormonal imbalance particularly if you have an excess of the hormone estrogen that definitely plays a role as well as genetics because fibroids are more common in women who have a family history of the condition and additionally obesity and high blood pressure may also not may but it can also increase the risk of developing fibroids and i want to put it out there as well a few things that can raise your chances of developing fibroids are race as i mentioned it's more popular in black women i've never heard a chinese or a japanese person i know some white people and majority of black persons but i don't know about any other race so i probably need to look into that so race plays a factor as well as getting your period at a young age if you're using birth control and eating too much red meat right red meat has been linked to many different conditions so eating too much red meat and not getting enough vegetables and fruits into your diet is definitely going to increase your chances as well as alcohol consumption it's okay to have a little drink now and then you know a one and two it's fine but if you're someone that consistently drinks then that's definitely not a good look and that is going to increase your chances of developing fibroids so some of the things that i recommend of course lifestyle and food lifestyle and nutrition habits so it's always good to get movement to be fit and when i say movement you guys know i don't mean exercising and jumping up and up. no one wants to do that well some persons do but i don't so walking pilates jogging doing some yoga something that you enjoy as well as having a healthy diet my rule is 80 20 it's okay to have 20 percent bad foods but for the majority which is the 80 percent try to incorporate healthy foods right you know foods that are rich in fiber such as whole foods and unprocessed foods because those are going to help to balance your hormones and prevent excess weight gain so fruits and vegetables are going to be helpful because they help to reduce inflammation and reduce your risk of developing fibroids of course it's good to incorporate raw foods such as brown cooked vegetables and fruits dried fruits whole grains brown rice lentils and beans 
whole grain bread and pasta as opposed to white bread or white pasta. So whole grain is always the better option. Quinoa is very good and you can find that in the supermarket easily. And herbs, herbs are always going to be recommended. And potassium rich foods, of course, such as avocados, bananas, oranges, grapefruits. So it's a lot of information that might not be able to fit in this podcast. So of course, there's going to be a blog available. I'm going to put the link below so you can click the link and you can read up a bit more because I've always said it. Knowledge is power. The more you know about your issue, the easier it will be for you to treat your symptoms. Remember, so it makes no sense to sit down and you complain and you say, oh, this is happening. That is happening when the information is there. And all you have to do is to just accept the information and tell yourself that you're going to make the change because in life as Jamaicans would say if you want good you know it's off a run there are things that you might not want to do not everyone wants to cut off certain foods and cut off the drinking or the smoking but if you you have to decide where you stand do I want to see results do I want to improve my health or do I want to just go ahead and continue on this journey that I'm on and continue to have these symptoms So you have to make a choice and depending on the choice, then you can go from there. If you choose to improve yourself, then of course, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a step-by-step process, but you'll get there. And some of the foods that tend to make fibroids worse are processed meat. Because to be honest, processed meat have been linked to many other illnesses other than just fibroids. And most doctors actually associate eating a large amount of processed meat with just an unhealthy lifestyle overall. So it's not just linked to fibroids, but just an unhealthy lifestyle overall. And when I say processed meat, I mean like hot dogs, sausages, canned meat, and there are more, but as I mentioned, it's going to be in our wonderful blog. And for women with fibroids, the high fat content that's generally found in processed meat can lead to inflammation and that's definitely going to worsen your symptoms. And processed meats normally contains chemicals which can be irritating to your system. So if you're consuming meat, it's best to just go the natural and the fresh route. I can't really vouch for these meat kinds in Jamaica because I don't know how organic it is i don't know if they're being injected with hormones and all of that so i'm now in portmore and when i eat the meat here in portmore of course it tastes good but when i go back to where i'm from which is saint anne and i eat the meat there it tastes completely different it's chicken and it's the same meat and it's the same pork, but it doesn't taste the same because the meat that is in St. Anne, you know, in my little country, in my little area, Jamaicans would call it the country area. They're grown by, by persons within the area and they're not force-fed, they're not injected with anything, so it tastes very, very different. In today's society, it's just really hard to find a better option. Everything is just processed or injected with something that shouldn't be there so eating healthy is always going to be a constant struggle but as i said you have to choose your struggle you have to choose whether you want to improve your symptoms or you want to continue on the journey of 
that uneasy feeling that you have that discomfort so you have to choose both are going to be a struggle so you have to pick a struggle and another thing that i normally advise is staying away from dairy or reducing it you don't have to stay away from it completely because it's one of the hardest things to avoid because we love cheese most jamaicans love cheese especially around easter time but the hormones especially estrogen that's in some of these food it can contribute to the fibroid growth so it's best to avoid it as much as possible or just look for an alternative so if you're someone that drinks a lot of milk you can switch to almond milk or oat milk i don't like the taste of them but of course they are an alternative so it goes down to the fact that they're both going to be a struggle so you have to pick the struggle as well as alcohol consumption most persons probably know that not just for fibroids but for your overall well-being alcohol itself can increase your chances of developing fibroids and this is because alcohol increase the levels of hormones required for the fibroids to grow plus alcohol can lead to inflammation it causes inflammation and according to studies women who drank one or more daily beers actually increased their risk by more than 50% to help reduce your risk avoid or limit your consumption of alcohol and another thing as well is estrogen increase in food because as i mentioned earlier up in the podcast estrogen has been linked to fibroid growth even though the exact cause is not known estrogen has been linked to it some food contains phytoestrogens right which are natural ingredients that mimics the estrogen in the body other food contains hormones or cause your body to produce an excess amount of estrogen some of these food may have protective effects in small moderation but can have negative effect in large amounts so you may need to limit some of the things as i mentioned before red meat is definitely good to reduce it because the added hormones it's not going to be good for you as well as soybean tofu soy milk it's really good to avoid some of those and sugar and carbs simple carbs sugar and carbs may actually cause the symptoms to be worse and that's because it causes the blood sugar levels to rise and this can cause your body to produce a larger amount of insulin and excess insulin can lead to weight gain and fibroid growth so everything is linked everything is linked so avoiding these food with fibroids is definitely a good idea for numerous reasons not only will it help you with your fibroids but it will also help you to feel better and give you more energy as you go throughout your day-to-day life it's just really good to avoid refined carbs and added sugar like table sugar glucose dextrose maltose and the list goes on and on the treatment options for fibroids actually depends on the size as well as the location and symptoms of the fibroids as well as age age also plays a role and your overall health or whether you want to have a child in the near future so that's something that you would normally discuss with your doctor so that's why i recommend going to the doctor first so you can determine your treatment option some doctors will prescribe you with 
hormonal medications such as birth control because this can help to reduce the size of the fibroids and manage your symptoms such as the heavy bleeding as well as surgery. So for larger fibroids or severe symptoms, surgery may be necessary. And some of the options available are hysterectomy, which is the removal of the uterus, or myomectomy, which is just the removal of the fibroid itself, as well as there are non-surgical options. And it has been determined that non-surgical treatments are actually more effective than surgical treatments. And most persons are more willing to comply with them. I know I would be. If I had fibroids, I would try to go the non-surgical route first and then if that doesn't work where probably surgery is the last option for me then I'll probably think about surgery so most persons tend to go to the non-surgical option and two of the most popular non-surgical options available are embolization as well as uterine artery embolization which I will have more on in the blog so the link is going to be below you can just check it out And of course, herbs are going to be recommended because it can be a safe and effective alternative to traditional medical treatments for fibroids. And they can help to reduce your symptoms and shrink your fibroids while also supporting your overall health. So if you're experiencing fibroid symptoms and you're looking for a natural way to treat them, I would actually recommend a few herbs for you so of course red raspberry leaf is a great option because it's just rich in nutrients that supports the uterus and can help to regulate your menstrual cycle as well as it tones the uterus it can also help to reduce the size of the fibroids turmeric is also very good because of its anti-inflammatory properties and it can also reduce the size of the fibroids milk thistle is very good as well as vitex berry also known as chase berry and black cohosh so these are just a few of the herbs of course more information is going to be available on the blog as well as you can always do your own research because research is your best friend it is your best friend so you can always do your own research or you can read through the blog link in the bio and that's it for today i just want to put it out there again that it's important for women we as women to be aware of the signs and the symptoms of fibroids and to seek medical attention if we suspect that we have them so with the right treatment and the right lifestyle habits it can be managed so effectively and if it's not too big because as i said the sizes and location affects your treatment options or determines your treatment option so if it's not too big then you can always look into shrinking them with lifestyle habits. That's it for today. I hope you guys found it informative. If there's something that I missed out, most likely it's going to be covered in the blog. If there's something else that you would want me to touch, you can always leave me a DM or you can send me an email at support at thehealthywoman.net and I'll respond to you. And that's it for today. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. That's a wrap for this episode. And we hope you had as much fun listening as we did recording. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, The Feminine Focus, wherever you're listening and never miss an episode. Join us on Instagram and TikTok at thehealthywoman underscore JA and visit our website, thehealthywoman.net. Until next time, take care. If you go, wanna hear you go.